Welcome to The Pilgrim, the podcast for Jesus followers like you who wants tips and advice to grow their faith in the ups and downs of journeying through this world. I am O.O. Levy and I'm your host. I want to personally welcome you to the new month. I am so excited that God has been faithful to me and to this ministry and to you from the beginning of this year right to this very end of it. All glory to God. In the last episode, we discussed why we shouldn't wait for quiet time to actually read the Bible. I want to build on that today, so sit still and let's talk. Have you ever asked where to start in your Bible reading? Like, what is the first and most essential thing you need to know to follow Christ by reading His Word? There is something peculiar about mature, faithful, strong, spiritually discerned Christians. They are full of the Bible, devoted to regular meditation on it, and given to storing it in the heart through Bible memorization. So, in today's episode on the podcast, I want to persuade you that it is absolutely essential, however busy, life seems to be to be radically deeply experientially devoted that reading and meditating on and understanding and memorizing and enjoying the scripture is absolutely essential for the christian life which would include being in the world every day with the aim that we will meet god there and little by little the glory of this truth will fill and transform our lives I know that many Christians read their Bible, no doubt, but it is not every day, and that's the problem. Some read it only on Sundays, and we know why Sunday service. Some read it once in two weeks. Building your life on this kind of habit is dangerous, way dangerous. Without being told, we know it is obvious that a Christian should read the Bible every day, but why don't we? The reason is because we haven't come in terms with the fact that Bible reading is essentially one of the spiritual disciplines that sustains the Christian life. So I have 10 reasons to persuade you that Bible reading is essential to the Christian life. But before I start stating my reasons, please resist feelings of self-sufficiency that says, I don't need the Bible every day. Or the feelings of defensiveness that says, I can't read the Bible every day because I am very busy. So here are my 10 reasons. Number one, the Bible saves us. Paul wrote to Timothy, Keep a close watch on how you live and your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. 1 Timothy 4.16 I am among those who believe that salvation is not a static experience in the Christian life. I don't, I don't believe salvation is a once-for-all thing. We are saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. That is, salvation has happened to us. Salvation is at this present moment happening to us, and salvation will happen completely at the resurrection of God's people. And it is happening now by means. 
Paul says to Timothy to stay true to what is right and thereby save himself. God saves us daily by the trueness and rightness of the scriptures. That's the first reason. Number two, the Bible delivers us from Satan. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 8.32 The context of this statement is that Jesus is showing the Jewish leader that though they think they are not slaves, he says in verse 44, For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. Satan is our enemy. So John writes to young Christians, I have written to you who are young in the faith because you are strong. God's word lives in your heart and you have won your battle with the evil one. 1 John 2.14 This is our hope for defeating a supernatural enemy like the devil. Every time Jesus was tempted by the devil, he struck back with the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians 6.17 And he had it memorized. So he didn't have to carry a book in the wilderness. Number three, the Bible gives grace and peace. Peter wrote to us, May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. 2 Peter 1-2 The knowledge of God gained through Bible reading is not identical with grace, but Peter says it is a means of grace. Not the little word as in in, in the verse. If we want to be made peaceful and powerful through divine grace, Peter says it happens as you grow in the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. That knowledge is found in one place alone, namely the Bible. Number four, the Bible makes us holy. Jesus prayed, make them holy by your truth. Your word is truth. John 17, 17. Sanctification is the process of becoming holy, that is, becoming more like Jesus, who is perfectly holy. This is not optional. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Walk at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. We don't become perfect in this life, I must say, but we do become holy. God sanctifies his people and Jesus prays to his Father for this to happen by his word. It wouldn't be more plain or more important. Holy scriptures truly read will produce a holy life rightly lived. Number five, the Bible produced joy and happiness in us. Paul commends the Thessalonian church. You received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought to you. 1 Thessalonians 1.6 Psalm 1 verse 2 says, But the delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Life without happiness is unbearable. The Christian life is a life of many afflictions and suffering, but in them all, God sustains joy and happiness, and he does it by reading the Bible. Number six, the Bible protects us from destructive error. Paul said, until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. 
then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be toasted and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be inflamed when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Ephesians 4, 13-14 How do we stop being blown around like dead leaves by social media trends and cultural and theological winds and opinions? The answer is unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son. Knowledge that we experience not as the opinion of men, but as the Word of God. That's fine in one place alone, the Bible. Number seven, the Bible is the hope of heaven. And what I mean by this is that full understanding, full enjoyment of the truth found in the Bible will be experienced only in heaven. Paul said, all I know is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. 1 Corinthians 13.12 The knowledge of God, all the fullness that a created being can properly understand and enjoy, will indeed not be withheld from us indefinitely. The frustrations of our present limitation of understanding and enjoyment will indeed be resolved and removed. How fitting it is then that we continue to grow now in what will be our final joy in the age to come. Number eight, the Bible will be resisted by some. The Bible says, a time is coming where people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. 2 Timothy 4.3 In other words, we need to know the scripture so that we are not taken off guard or locked off balance or led away by false teachers. We need to read the Bible regularly to be ready to meet those who refuse to receive the Bible. And as we know, this verse is already happening today. Number 9. The correct explaining of the Bible is approved by God. Paul charged Timothy, Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15 There is a wrong way to explain the word of God just as a correct way to explain it. If we are not rightly handling it, as other translation puts it, we are wrongly handling it. There is no two ways about it. It is a precious thing to be assigned to do a very important task and then to find the master worker approving of what he is asking you to do. We are all assigned in some major to explain the word of God at some point in time. And what a wonderful opportunity to be pleasing to the Lord. Read your Bible correctly to correctly explain it. And the last but not the least, number 10, the Bible gives and sustains life. Jesus said, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 4 Spiritual life, just like physical life, must be fed, not by bread, but by the word of God. If you think that you have eternal life as a kind of 
spiritual vaccination against hell, like the vaccination against coronavirus, which needs no nourishment. You don't know what spiritual life is. The more we read the word of God, we grow in spiritual maturity. Peter said, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Know the word, full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment. 1 Peter 2.2 Just as newborn babies crave for milk to sustain their life, that's how you should crave for God's word, which is the milk, a spiritual milk. Cry out just as babies cry out to be fed of milk for, for this nourishment. Reading is feeding. So, there are the 10 reasons why you should read your Bible every day without fail. I believe you are persuaded to take Bible reading seriously. There is a lot at stake than you know. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you find it helpful, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast or search our growing archive for more talks on the Christian life. I remain your host, O.O. Living. See you next time.